DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. He done cursed us out. Tell him, tell him, get it off your chest, Bird Man. Said it already. I ain't got to talk no more. I, I don't understand the angle. Like, what? Like, what? Said it already. So, why I come here? I did it already. I'm here. So, what's happening? I mean, it's all good, but I'm, I'm saying, why, why, why? And I'm here. What's happening? I'm all good, but well, I'm saying, why I come that, here man. just Look, to I'm curse here. us what's up? What's happening, man? I wanted to see you. I wanted to talk to you and your man and your face. Absolutely. You understand me? I knew a few places you was at. I could have pulled up, but I don't think that was gangster. I wanted to come look you in your face like a man and tell you how I feel. Okay. You understand me? Straight up like a man. So no what's the issue? No Ain't no issue. If it was an issue, you don't, you'll feel me. I just come to let y'all know, stop, put some respect on my name. You understand me? When y'all saying my name, put some respect on it. Did you, did you pull up on Ross that way or Trick Daddy? Man, I'm pulling up on you, nigga. There we go. B M B L podcast 2020. I am joined by two very special guests that can now unmute themselves. I appreciate the the um, the compliance. Um, so I'll start with you, Pat Donadio. How are we doing? Nice to have you. Can't hear right now. Are we good? We're good. How you, how you doing, Pat? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Reporting live from sunny Austin, Texas. Living, loving life. Good to hear. Our other special guest on the evening is the one and only Teddy Cisco. Mr. Cisco, how are you? Good. I'm good. Reporting live from my parents' basement. I'm happy to be a part of something that's uh, BMBL. It's been too long. Glad to be here. And it's great to have you. I also am reporting live from a different part of my parents' basement, the washer room. So I apologize to the great listeners if the dryer that's currently on, you know, causes any audio problems. But just know these clothes got to get dried. And my parents do not care about the podcast. So we respect that. Um, and also, this is the first time I've been using Anchor. So... It's going to go well. So uh, I guess you could say thanks to Billy Rose for that one. And speaking of Billy Rose, I think we're just going to go right ahead. Yeah, I think you got something to get off your chest, right, Riley? And Run it all out, Rod. Listen, we don't know where this is going to go. It's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the BNBL mothers out there. Yes, we hope, happy Mother's Day. We hope they have a great day. Because they really put this league together. It's a it's a college kid's dream and a parent's nightmare. And they're living that nightmare every day. Hopefully today we can give them a little break. But as most of you, if not all of you, saw recently, the so-called commissioners of this great league, Billy Rose and Kevin Donadio. Figureheads. 
put out a, a joint statement recently saying we're going to postpone the BNBL for the first time in its history. Now, I'm sure you could see why, oh yeah, COVID-19, coronavirus, you know, is, is running rampant. And we're just simply not going to be able to start on time. Um, and, you know, if you're making such a huge decision like this, you probably should, in my view, inform the president of your thoughts and your views and your actions that are about to take place and say, hey, what are your thoughts? What do you think we should do? How should we do it? You know, and it kind of just came off as I got a text from Billy saying this is what we're doing. And then 10 minutes later was out to the masses in the public via Instagram and then later Facebook. And then I'm sure Twitter came on. And, you know, to undermine a president, a man of the people, as I am, someone who's put his blood, sweat and tears in this league and essentially really been given nothing back, but hasn't said a word. I found that very disrespectful and I feel like I should have at least been consulted, but that's not what this is really about. Or maybe it's what it's all about. But I just have to get a few things off my chest and take the power. Billy thinks he has this power. And it goes with the co-commissioner titles right away because Billy, we know that Billy thinks that he runs the league. And Kevin is capable of so much more. and We all know it. But Billy's simply holding Kevin hostage. Because Billy knows if it's just one commissioner then the whole league will gang up and we'll strip him of his powers. Similar to what Venezuela is trying to do to their president right now. Billy does not want to be Maduro. Billy wants to be, oh, look at me, I'm a president here, but then I'm a commissioner here. We also have another commissioner. Where do you go? Attack at different times. And he's holding Kevin hostage. Kevin, this is a message to you that you can set yourself free and you can come to the other side and fight for the people of this league and not let Billy Rose strip you of everything that you've worked your whole life to be. And that is a, a fine, decent man from Bergen County. Um, and essentially we know that this is a power graph in Billy Rose. And then also there's no plan. There's no, this is when we think we'll start. There's no draft. Are we just not going to have the draft? So it's May 10th. And as I've known, I've done six times already. We started collecting names for the draft beginning of April every year because it takes a while we gotta say no to kids we gotta get them we gotta rank them it's May 10th we have no list so are we just gonna say June 12th they say the virus is gone BNBL you ready to go right work from President Trump himself BNBL start now are we just gonna what are we gonna do we don't have a draft we don't have teams we don't have players no plan at all no timetable leaving the great people of the BNBL without answers and I'll never do that to you, to everyone listening. I'm always here fighting for you. You know, a few other things, like Billy Rose just thinks he runs this league from day one. First of all, he never founded the BNBL. We have one of the founders on here, Pat Donatio. The other founder is Connor Finnegan. They found it with, I'm pretty sure, a little help from Jack Ewell. In Hohokus on a hot, steamy 2014 summer night. Came up with this great idea and ran it. And ran this league first year. Six teams, 36 kids. Billy Rose wasn't involved at all. Like, literally. I don't even know if he was in the league. 
Okay, we could co- probably fact check that. Maybe he was. He was. He definitely was. He was there. And I lost him in the playoffs. That's a tough. It's a tough break. But he thinks he found the league, and then all of a sudden, year two, he comes. Okay, now you're the leader. Well, you didn't start it from scratch, like Pat and Connor who put in all the work and get no credit. I'm here to give the credit there. He's trying to change the foundation. We'll appreciate that. A little word that I'm sure everyone knows now, especially people who are out of college, the word corporate. Billy Rose, all he cares about is the money. All he cares about is the power. All he cares about is the credit. He doesn't... The thing with Billy... He doesn't care. If you're like the sixth round pick on like Christian Stapleton's team, he doesn't care about you. If if you're a Jack Hughes, even though he did buy an Uber for him, so that's a very bad example, and I may go back and cut that. If you're Mark Sieslak, if you're a um a Drew Laboki. A George Corey. A George Corey. George Corey is Bi- the every man's man. Not yeah. only Billy not only does Billy not look Rose hates George Corey. Not only does Billy not look at you, he looks through you. And that's why I've always been there. And I've always taken those people's hands when, you know, when one of those kids comes up to me and says, hey, the commissioners aren't listening to me. I'm really worried about my mental health. Riley, can you help me? Of course I can. I've always been there for all of you. He's got no pulse of the pulse of the league. Misses five games a year. You know, I... I've missed one game in six years. I'm there. I'm in the weeds every day. You know, and it's the last note I have here is he cannot and will not silence the voice of the people. And it's just like you just can't do so. This is a democracy. We've always voted on everything. He's just going to he's just going to stop the league. And I also I want to make clear I, I love Billy Rose childhood friend forever and this is almost me doing this out of love for him I'm trying to save him from himself where he has this power and he just wants to he just wants to make a decision just to make a decision it, it, it could go either way and that's just not how it's done the people get what the people want if the people want to play June 1st my job is to is to let them play you know I mean Exactly, and of institutional control. A couple of phrases that come to mind. Yeah, Pat and Teddy, if you guys have anything to say on that, I mean, feel free at any time. I really, you go ahead, Pat. You go. I really think it all started with the lack of representation at the White House between the uh, major commissioners of major sports in America. Billy and Kevin were nowhere to be found. They were in Hohokus, like fat cats that they are. I was on the call. Living the good life. Um, So really, right from that moment, it it really, it pains me to see um, the league feeling the need to take a stance nobody is asking it to take. You know, like, the league doesn't start till the summer. Why are you making a decision in the spring? It just seems a little rash to me and a little unnecessary and a little overstepping almost. Well, um, and so for that reason, I, I disagreed with the statement. I was not there for it. It, it seemed forced, unnecessary, and uh, and really, yeah, it does speak to the, the 
power sucking teeth that has become the top, the tip of this organization uh, with, with the co-commissioners really something to be be weary of and, and honestly we need to make sure there are checks and balances because this could really get out of line and uh, it costs the league you know a lawsuit down the line um, that you know they want to be able to recover from so just that's where, that's where I would stand with that great points made I think a lot of people can agree with that and I think if we had to wrap up your view, a summer league, why make a decision in the spring? Couldn't have said it any better. So here's my take on their uh, press release. I mean, to be completely transparent, I don't know if I read the entire thing. There were no dates mentioned on the press release, yes? Correct. There, there were a- none. Though it was dated like whatever the day they they launched it. Right. I also I also didn't read it. But I think at a high level, what their press release, what they were trying to do is they were trying to say that if need be, maybe the league would be postponed. Which technically I don't have a huge problem with the concept of the press release. What I have a problem with is. I guess the lack of continuity amongst, you know, the higher ups in the league, Pat being, you know, president of the players union and Riley being the president of the league, you know, two integral parts of the league, not being involved at all in the decision. Another point uh, that Riley brought up is the draft. I mean, if, I mean, we had a great, you know, uh, draft at Green Rock. That was awesome. Um, I don't know with what's going on if we're going to be able to do that, but we should still start talking about a draft. It's just, it, it was just a thing that there was a lot of question marks left at the end of that, you know, and I think that's not good. You know, like Riley was saying, like the every man in the league, what are they left to think? Am I playing BNBL this summer? Am I not? I don't know. It's up in the air. Not a lot of questions were answered, uh, but some questions were certainly formed. That's, see, that's that's a tremendous opinion as well from you, Teddy. I mean, I'd also like to clarify: I was not asked anything about the press release. They didn't. They didn't come to me from Kevin or nor Billy. Did I hear Pete? Um, so that's on the record for saying that. And it's a shame because I envision a scenario where Kevin says, "All right, Billy." Let me ask my older brother who's taught me so much about life and who also is the head of the players union. Let me ask him his opinion. And Billy and Billy says, Kevin, don't do this. Do what I say and what I say only. I am your master. And Kevin wants to keep his and position. And that's probably how it went. Sounds so realistic. And see really? and that's where I think we really gotta get this narrative out in the league that He's Madura. He's Madura. Kevin is one of us. Billy is trying to. Kevin's just—he's in the crosshairs, and it's you know it's sad to see because Kevin's a great kid. He really is, and and I think Pat, I think there's a ton of I would, and I want to get to this that there's a ton of young kids in this league, willy nilly, nineteen years old, skinny, fucking just you know snapper their fingers at any any anything they see in life and just run over there that don't know exactly 
what you've done for the league. If you could give a quick introduction to the young kids who aren't sure who you are, now would be a great time. Listen, I'm the Jackie Moon of the BNBL. I'm the first owner, player, coach, manager, and GM to win a title all in the same year. That is history. Pat managed the team from across the country. No one's ever done that. If there's nothing else you need to know about me, I played in the iconic rainy game at GW. First game ever? That that rainy Sunday night where the sun is about a cotton candy sky you've never seen. Oh, great picture. It's, it's, it's the Twitter background. background. Yes, the Twitter the Twitter fucking handle background. Yep. Yeah, that man. is, that is, that's a, I'm wearing the peace sign shirt, that market basket, go MB. So, yeah, when, when kids go on the Facebook group and they just scroll down, before you do that, take a second and, and look at that cover photo and just think about Ari Kilgore's in there. I always see him every time I look at I'm that. Ari Kilgore, baby. Me and yep. him are talking. We're, we're jucking it up. On, on the same team. He was Mr. Irrelevant, the first ever Mr. Irrelevant, I believe. He was mad. He was mad at that. He was furious about that. <laughs> which which gave the title all its glory. You know? He would. He probably would have been picked higher if he didn't break his arm in half at a uh, Bergen Catholic his junior year. But that's a story for another day. I'm not sure Teddy wants to get into. Um, but you know what's really quick? I was. I've been asking for questions. I asked Brian Ward for a quote. <laughs> for a question and he said yeah sorry like I just I just played basketball and I don't buy into this media shit so he's not asking a question to the podcast it's not a question I love this you listen the people the voice of the people yes um we'll represent your voice Brian do we want to get straight to the questions then? and listen at any time we can keep sparking up why we're here Get to the question. All right. So we got one from, we got a couple from uh, Thomas Arcieri, okay. ch- champion, here, here. Pat Denadio. Like, I like Tom. And the first one is actually hilarious. Who is one BNBL player you would absolutely dread seeing out at a bar? All right. Obvious for me. And it's kind of like half dread, but half love it is Christian Kino. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that for a lot of people, that's the number one. And I, that has happened to me before. I'm just out and Kino just appears. Yeah, yeah, that's happened to the best of us. I think who I, who I dread the most yeah. has got to be the bat. At the bat, Joel. <laughs> no, the you were talking to is, and leave it with the bat. <laughs> one thing about Pat Joel is Teddy, Teddy picked him. His championship, the year he went to the championship, and Joel stopped coming to a games about like game five, didn't go to the game, and then I was with him. We were with him like the night before the championship, and we damn near had him convinced to show up at the championship to his team for the first time in two months. I think he played in one game all year. And he showed up for literally one game. We actually made a new group chat with Adam because I didn't want my players the night before this championship game getting, you know, their heads in a pretzel, you know, thinking about this long lost teammate. You don't ever want to see him at a bar. (laughs) If I had to say 
if I had to say one person I dread seeing at a bar, that's tough. Uh, I'd have to go with fucking. Like, literally, I have no idea. Teddy, give me some names. Toss out some names for me and just. Like. I mean. I gotta think about it for a second. I guess. I guess I could go with. Um, and this will be his his second shout out on the podcast already. Drew Laboki, just because he's seven feet two. I just yeah, feel like. like th- what do you say to. What do you even say to Drew Bookie? I've said three words to the kids my entire life. And I see him at a bar, I kind of George know him. I'm obligated to say something. That would just be awkward, I guess. Yeah, George Cloak, he's big as well. He's a big, he's a lefty. I saw George Cloak. I saw George Cloak at the Rampo Reds. The Rampo Reds? Yeah, I ran into him. He was like with his like dad and their like dog. And they were like hiking. That was weird. But definitely not dreadful. <laughs> All right. If you had three minutes locked in a room with Eli Manning, what are you asking him? I'll start. I'll say, Eli, like, can can I blow you? I would be like, Eli, what is going through your mind when you're playing football? A, and then B... I'd be like, what was Black Chico Burris like? And were you pissed at him when he shot himself? Yeah. Like, and get an honest react, honest answer. Like, what, what did you do at, when you found out? Like, you guys were, what, fucking 11 and 0? I think they were at 11 and 0 at that point. Yeah, they were the best. T- Brandon Jacobs said... They were going to go back to back. <laughs> Brandon Jacobs said, if, we don't, if he doesn't shoot himself, we go 15 and 1 and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, they were so fucking good that year. And then you have Eli one ring behind Brady, and then you start thinking, wow, Eli's the GOAT. That, I, that's what I would ask Eli. Teddy. I didn't know. <laughs> also, Matt Dodge. What the fuck's up with that guy? Was Matt that? Dodge? Yeah. Hey. Don't kick it to Deshaun. Just kick it out of Wait, bounds. don't kick it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick an absolute kick line drive seed at him. Bouncer to him. I'm gonna give him a one hopper, like he's Derek Jeter playing short in the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's not go down that rabbit hole because we can. Teddy, th- three minutes. One question to Eli. I mean, I'm not a huge Eli fan, to be honest. I know that's why. That's why I wanted to get you in here. I mean, deep down, I would ask him deep down. You know, obviously, he has an older brother who's a fan, who's quarterback. Deep down, does he know that his older brother is better than him, <laughs> or does he like have like a little, you know, a little pride and be like, you no, know, uh, I think I think I'm better than Peyton. But that's what I would ask him, I guess. Yeah, that's a good question. I think Eli, for his whole, pretty much his whole career, had two rings, and Peyton only had one. That was probably big for Eli at like Thanksgiving and Christmas. All right, number three from Thomas Arcieri sent in five. We'll get through them quick. Uh, number three, which Finnegan 
is most likely to mess up a million dollar business deal? It's you, Riley, easily. Why? I can already envision the scenario. You go out with like your Japanese investors and you just get blackout drunk and make a fool out of yourself. And then it's like in a movie, the Japanese investors are like, oh, we don't want to do this. They, well, they wouldn't have one guy who's like, wow, this guy's so relatable. I need it. Like, nope. Yeah, that's dude, my that's that my opinion. Guys, that was most Japanese guy. Uh, Pat, what do you think? Then again, do I think you fuck this up? And it and it's any million dollar deal, any business, basically. Yeah, it has to it has to just be six zeros. Yeah, yeah, one million, two commas. Yeah, that's right. I feel like Miles would fuck it up, and I feel like he'd forget his shoes or something stupid. Like, I feel like Miles was always running out of the house with like missing a shoe, you know, just like one on, kicking the other one on. I I mean Miles is definitely the one who got yelled at by your mom the most, because <laughs> he's over our house all the time. He basically lived at our house. They ha- yeah, it was Miles and Chase. They used to have Miles t- was to live with each other. Tasty Cake used to have these things called crimpets. Oh. Every single day I come home, Miles and Chase are eating crimpets. <laughs> like, nonstop. Like, my mom, like, bought, like, two boxes a week just for them. For them. It was <laughs> yeah, it's so spoiled. All right, number four. Who's the Dennis Rodman of the BNBL? That's a great question. Next up. I like that. Uh... No questions asked. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I, I'm Craig's honestly definitely a candidate. I'm going to lean Brian Vogel, not because of he doesn't have Hall of Fame talent. Absolutely like, not. No. <laughs> he's the persona. Yeah, yeah persona. Exactly. Not the player. He's the persona. Exactly. Teddy's thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking. I mean, do you? I mean, do you go all the way with people? <laughs> Persona, not player. That's definitely. Oh, what's I know who it is. It's um. Hold on. Dan Ishan. <laughs> That's who I would say is the, the Dennis Rodman of the league. <laughs> That's classic. Ishan. He is I- a. Ishan. I- Ishan. <laughs> I'm asking. I don't know. Like I think. All right. I'm, off of that, because we just saw how Dennis Rodman was like, oh, let me spend 48 hours in Vegas and I'll come back. What part of Bergen County is to the BNBL like Vegas? Like, everyone goes out. What? What? Like, if you had to say Las Vegas of no Bergen County is... Lodi. Lodi. <laughs> Lodi. <laughs> Lodi. <laughs> <laughs> The DMV in Lodi. <laughs> Lodi. Where's Satin Dolls? I think that's Route 4. Yeah, yeah. Lodi's right off Route 4, too, though. We're, we're, 17's got lights. <laughs> yeah. That's what you know. I like that. All right. Um, final one from T-Bird. Who's the more quiet, quiet, cockiest guy in the world? Rob Toma or Brett Hill? I don't know much about. I don't know Rob Toma. I know Brett Hill uh, is. 
thinks he's the he's better than Alec, and he's not. The it's by far, it's by far Brett Hill. Yeah, it's got to be Brett Hill, right? Like if you think you're better than Alec and you ain't. I feel like if you see Rob Toma out, I feel like maybe Teddy has, and like I, th- I feel like I have too. You could see a little bit in him that he's a little bit cocky like that. He see he's just, he's like six foot five, and he's just absolutely built. I'm not. I think Teddy's frozen right now on our Zoom, but I'm sure he's dying to answer as well. We can hear you slightly. I don't know why you moved. If you should have stayed in the same place you were. Clearly, there you <laughs> oh, go. No. <laughs> Quarantine brings the worst out of all of us. My phone's dying. You need to get that one juiced because we can't lose you. Technology. I'm juicing it right now. All right. Yeah. Toma or Hill? Who's I more cocky? I think... Uh, Oh my, I don't think Red Hill doesn't really strike me as a cocky person. I think that his game can be perceived as cocky because he plays with some certain flair, but I don't think he's a cocky person. I would say Rob. I like that answer. Because he's 6'5 and he's gorgeous. <laughs> he is built like a stallion. Um, like a stallion? All right. Lots of uh, Savage Remix. Shout out. I hate Beyonce. Fuck you. She's so entitled. It's just like, I shut mean, up. How dare you? It's like, it's like, all right, we get it, Beyonce. You're like the first person to ever like sing. She's a queen, bro. Rihanna is 10 times better. No. What has Rihanna done in the past 15 years? Uh, her album, her album, Auntie. Rihanna. Al- Teddy's still breaking up just a little. Chad didn't get any of that. <laughs> I didn't say much. He, did, he said he didn't say much. We got that. Yeah, All right. Carlos Spina next. Sent in a ton of questions. And I love him, but some of him, some of them are like, if the season was going on, he's like, can we have an all-star game? Um, can we get some stats tracked? Um... We should do an end of the year party like we did the draft, which is a great idea. That's a great idea. Um, hustle player of the year, sixth man of the year, team awards like who has the best bench mob, which is always great because if you have a solid bench mob and they and they embrace being on the bench, that's great for chemistry. Um, and then he also his last question was, um. Would we ever, would the BNBL community ever be so grateful to listen slash watch a live podcast? It would be unreal to comment during it. So like an Instagram live of the podcast. I think that's a great idea. People could send in questions as we go. Wait, what was that? You got to be in six basement. A live streamer from there. True, true, yeah. The Iron Factory, dude, that home home workout setup he's got down there is unreal. I mean, it's the first... Every podcast in the BNBL cannot... Bro, there's not a bullet-making machine back there. (laughs) A 
Mr. Sherry, Mr. Siggs has a bullet making machine in that basement. No, it's his brothers, but you could, yeah, he make bullets. See that? That's BMBL right there. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. And then, so this kid, so Teddy, remember when you only had eight kids last year and you were trying to get a ninth? Yeah. This following question was sent in by that ninth kid that you never got. Garrett? Garrett, Garrett? Parsikian from Ridgewood. This actually came up with a great question. If the BNBL had the power to be sponsored by any three companies in the world, which three companies and why would sponsor? Definitely like a really shitty, uh, like apparel company. <laughs> Russell? Like Boathouse. Like Champion. Boathouse. I was going to say Champion, but even more like obscure because it's the BMBL. Like Boathouse, Champion. Oh, Star. Remember that company? Teespring. I don't know if anyone's heard of Teespring. East Bay. I feel like Keystone Light would be amazing. You think I'm like Keystone I was thinking like maybe like just a Budweiser. Herb. That's American as fuck. You know what I mean? I feel like BMBL is as American as fuck. Before the commissioners started putting out these anti... Anti-American. Anti-American, anti-play. Venezuelan type. Maduro campaign. Maduro type. Um, all right, let's see who else we got here. What are the other two, though? Monster Energy. So you gotta have a, you gotta have like a, an apparel, a drink, and then I feel like a lifestyle would be the, the three brands. I feel like, um, what's like a forgotten like porn site? Like Red Tube? Does anyone go on Red Tube? It, it's not getting sponsored by a porn site. If you if you roll up to a BNBL game, you see an enormous banner at GW saying RedTube.com. Are you not feel Are you not feeling some sort of way? So this is the BNBL action. These are the sponsors. Bumble. <laughs> okay. Bumble. Yeti. Okay, that's the Austin, Texas representation, and then the drinks. We're fucking Budweiser. Yeti's a classic. Yeah, Yeti. I mean, I don't think the BNBL could swing that, but that would be, that'd be ideal. And Bumble. Bumble sponsors the NBA. Um, no, it's genius. They sponsor the Clippers. They do sponsor the Clippers. Um, they sponsor the NBA. I feel like I'm a big... Scott's, Scott's Lawn... Yeah. I feel like every BNBL man cares about their lawn. Like I, I could see twenty years from now a Bobby Gebhard like waking up on a Sunday with his three kids and being like, Where how's my lawn looking? Like, Jimmy, did you get that did you get the pack of Scott's lawn trader? And he's like, Yeah, Dad, I got it. And he just spends two and a half hours out there. Like I could see that. And then he cools down with the Budweiser, of course. Yeah. And start swiping through bomb. <laughs> <And start> sw- <laughs> <laughs> oh, this classic. All right. Um, that was Colin Keating.
No, that wasn't Colin Keating. That was Carlos Spina. No, that was Garrett Parsikin. Great question, Garrett. All right, Colin Keating. Next biggest name in the BNBL to uh, retire. Whisper. If Whisper ever goes out, that'll be the worst day the league ever saw. Whisper. He semi-retired last year, right? Yeah, he, he took a year off before. Yeah, so that that was the worst year that the BNBL has ever seen. And if it ever happens again, it will also be... So can I, or you're saying actually has retired? No, no, that's that answered it. Yeah, that day, that year scarred me that bad. I'd say, I'd say Mike Dwyer, because he was definitely flirting with, uh, uh, yeah, you know, retiring. After the championship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he won't be a captain this year, which, yeah, which, I don't know, but still, he's been a staple in the league for a very long time. Great player, Scott Cannon. So that would be that would be a big retirement. Pretty sure Duncan Donuts is deemed essential. So (laughs) that's Pat Donatio sending a message to Dwyer to say that you will have a job during this pandemic. I think that's what Pat's trying to say. I don't get that shirt, but I remember obscurely something about. Dwyer, Dunkin' Donuts, and Pat. So I don't. Pat, can you refresh me on that? Shrug emoji. I'm the shrug guy. <laughs> All right, Colin Keating, part <laughs> are two. Just, are you saying Dwyer? Are you just saying Dwyer works? I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. Alright, part two. Alright. How. Teddy, this is for me and you. How many more years do me and you have left in the league? If I live in the tri-state area and there's a BNBL, <laughs> I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah. It's exactly the same with me. Although, I have been told, I have been um, saying that, first of all, I'm not leaving the tri-state area until I win. But when I win, I want to get out. Like I want to move. To, I probably want to oh, move. I want to move to Philly. Criticize Dwyer for doing that, and then you just having the same plan. That's bullshit. That's just fucking soft ass, candy ass. That's a fucking bullshit move. Hypocritical. Yeah, that's very hypocritical, and also it's not like you're on the end of your physical peak. You're actually entering it right now. Yeah. For the next six to eight years. Can I take it though? I can't take it. I can't take this league. It's not, even, it's not about the physical aspect, Pat. It's about the mental anguish. Like you're sitting there with a ring, Pat. Like I'm sitting there. At, I've had many a heartbreak in this league. I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be right back. I can't sleep. You guys carry this. I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be back in thirty seconds. Thank you. Yeah. When you when you lose that Sunday game and you got a fucking face the Pied Piper at work on a Monday and you're sore as hell and you're like fuck all for an L you know that's when you really start questioning what you got left in the tank but to say you're just gonna to retire after achieving what is no yeah I don't agree with that either I don't think that should be a thing like oh you win a you win a championship and then you just say alright so long like I'm done I mean the goal is a championship, but if you're retiring the year after, then 
how much are you about the league in the first place? Exactly. And like, I, I what stuck to me the last last dance episode was when Michael Jordan is riding to the arena before the playoff game with the mod Rashad. He's smoking a cigar and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, I want to go out with two two years left of my prime." He's like, Matt. He's like, I heard Patrick, Magic. They all said they want to play till they they can't play no more. He's like, I want to go out with two years left, knowing that I still could have won for basically another two years. But I want to go out on my own terms. And I respect that. But in this sense of talking about foundation for the league, talking about your physical prime, you still have more than another two years. I would imagine being able to win this league. So I'm not even considering retirement until I'm in my late 30s. Yeah, if I'm here and there's a league, I'm in the league. There you go. Fair. Love it. Um, next we go. It's been close to a year, although it may have been over a year. Has Billy gotten over the breakup? Uh, we're going to skip that question because we don't... Oh, yes. Short I end. say yes. Yeah, I'll yes, say 100%. yes. Although, maybe... And I do not know this at all, but maybe in that relationship, Billy had a position of power. And when that relationship ended, he lacked that power and needed to put his might back on the BNBL, which why we're here now, which is to resist that. Um, I saw Billy. I saw Billy out. He actually was at my apartment in Hoboken right before this quarantine, right before the shit hit the fan. I got to say, he looked great and he was feeling great. So I think he's certainly over it. Just maybe, to answer that specific question. Maybe he was playing for your, playing you for a fool, saying, I'm about to just ruin your summer league. But listen, anyway, we'll move on. Uh, and then last question is from Colin Keating. Well, also, Colin Keating thinks Billy's in this podcast, even though I texted him and said, Billy and Kevin not involved, keep this secret. Anyway, um... Can Riley confirm that Colin smoked him in a shotgun contest? This was down at Catholic when we visited Miles, and Colin was there as well. And we shotgunned at the tailgate, and he beat me by two seconds. And he's you know he's high off that. But, two seconds is a long time. Long time in a shotgun, shotgun contest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know what? Well, you know it's really not because at the end of the day, two seconds is two seconds. So Teddy. Yeah, but how long did it take you to shot? I mean, it is it is a long time. If well, I beat you, if I beat you in a race by two whole seconds in the Olympics, I fucking smoked you. And shotgunning is a race. I, you know what? Did Colin beat me? Yes, but I take pride in the fact that I may not win every shotgun, but every single one of my shotguns will be clean. You finish. I finish and it's that's, clean. That is important too. That's okay. Um, that, is, that is a redeeming quality of yours, Riley. I must say. Thank you. Um, Mark Cisco said, "All right, I got you. I'll hit you up with a question. When is the podcast?" I said, "Right now." That was about an hour ago. He has not yet. <laughs> if he happens to reach out, you know, we'll obviously air it. Um, all right, Brian Ward. Brian. We know his. We know his view. Uh. I think that's it. If I'm missing anyone, if you texted me, I feel very bad. Um, and then there was one. There were actually a couple of true or false questions I came up with that we'll just get through really quick. It's only two or three. Um, so true or false. 
Atlanta is further west than Detroit. True or false? True. True. All right, it's obviously true. Why? How do you know that? Why? Yeah, like, why did you uh, both say true? Detroit is, like, on the Great Lake. Yeah, Lake pretty, Michigan pretty, uh, is, like, straight east. Yeah. All right, Tom, true or false, Tom Cruise is five foot two. False. I'm going to say that he is short as fuck. I know that. No, I'm going to say that's false. He's, like, five five or something. Five yeah. seven. He's five seven. Yeah. All right, um... True or I mean, false? He says he's five seven, probably five. We stick together, Riley. <laughs> Tim Duncan never made a Final Four. True or false? True. Four-year starter. ACC power. Wake Forest, right? True. True. All right. Yeah, he didn't. Like, why are you guys getting all these right? He went to Wake Forest, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah four years. All right. You won't get this one. True or false? Russia is super close to Alaska. True. True. Right. Borders in. This is bullshit. We're probably never doing this game again. Yeah, it's actually fucking really close. Sarah Palin said she could see Russia from, like, her backyard. I Russia from my house. <laughs> and then the last one, true or false, Billy Rose has a plan. False. False. Uh, false. False. <laughs> Emphasize... Period, circle, underline, bold. This is what we're here for, folks. We're here to just speak the truth. Where the BNBL was created in America, we're not going to then conform to the rules of a different country. No, this is an American foundation democracy. And that's what it will always be. And, you know, I think Teddy said it. He's like, yeah, what is the everyday man in this league? What is he thinking? You know, am I going to play? Mom, like, what am I doing this summer? I don't know. What, what's that basketball league doing? I don't know. That's not what we need. We need we need that kid to give his mom an answer. Um, so if you guys have any lasting words while I pull up the intro song, feel free. Nah, this was, uh, it was always, always a lot of fun talking with you guys, and you know, we're going to grow this game with or without the help of the co-commissioners and this brand, and we will march on, and just know that we are here for the people to be that silent majority, the voice you always needed and had, just didn't know you were speaking. Living, baby. Just keep living, because it's a verb. Love that. I love you, I think that uh, this was good. I think this was constructive. I think that the most important takeaway is just creating that narrative, starting the conversation about a plan moving forward, because that's the most important. The most important move for the BMBL is the next move. So I hope that, you know, some people see this as a wake-up call that, you know, some answers, some, some questions need to be answered. That's all. And like I said, with the draft, like the draft can easily happen over fucking Zoom and text like we did the first two years. Like we can put teams together before the league's ready to go. Yeah, I mean, that would be my vote. We get that done sooner rather than later. Get at least get a player list compiled, you know, just so it's not all a shit show. Exactly. So, like, sorry, go ahead, Pat. 
I said, amen. That's it. Just give the kids a shot, man. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. Could be 2020 slogan. That should be the 2020 slogan. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. I was also thinking about bringing out some merch for this this anti-Rose campaign. And we may have to do that. Let the boys play. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Pat, Teddy, love you guys. Thank for the, thanks for the input. I'm going to... It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, boys. Thank you. Really appreciate it. I'm going to exit out, and then I'm going to play the outro, and then this will be out to the masses. Uncut. Uncut. Later. Later, fellas.